0: Also this is beside the point but holy shit Dragon Lee is ripped. <laughs> what? Oh my the f- god. <laughs> Yo! How? Yo. How?
1: Oh my god. How? I don't I don't want to say steroids cuz like is it isn't just steroids that does that? I mean probably but wow. He that, measured out how many to do. That
0: we, he is- Oh my god. He it is insane. It is He is real life photoshopped. It's crazy. God damn, (laughs) dude. He is ripped.
1: Welcome to WrestleSplania, the podcast where wrestling enthusiast Kath Barbadoro explains wrestling to me, Rachel Millman, a recent convert. Hi. Hi. What's up? How are you?
0: Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm in the middle of moving right now. Yeah. You guys are going to help me tomorrow, which I, I appreciate. Of course.
1: I mean, like, I, I, so many people have helped me move over the years that it's just like a moral pay it forward debt. Yeah. That I really feel for it forever. And it's also at this point where like. I know eventually I'm going to have to recruit it in the future, so I'd rather, like, build up a personal level of Goodwill.
0: Right. Then <laughs> you can have a fleet of people who owe you who will help you move. Yeah. <laughs>
1: God, I love gamifying social good. Um, no,
0: I mean, I think it'll be fine. Your dresser's not that heavy, right? It'll be fine. I, like, don't really own anything, so it's yeah. fine. I, I really, like... I've filled up like a backpacking backpack of clothes and that's like all I have so it'll be alright but uh, other than that
1: I'm doing I good. really gotta like get to that level because I own too many fucking clothes. Yeah. i love to go like Scandinavian minimalist. Right? Like I mean I get the joke of the good place is that like she doesn't have the big house but when they're in the minimalist house I was like I'd love to get to that level someday in yeah. my life and I'm not. Uh,
0: <laughs> do, do what I do and have the basement where all your stuff is being stored flood so you have to throw everything out. That's what happened <laughs> me but i live in that basement <laughs> it sucks but it'll make you get rid of stuff that's true uh anyway i but that's it was just nice. gonna encourage me to keep more clothes up here and piss everybody else in my <laughs> house off which i
1: shouldn't do i should just like get organized
0: i've been i i've been having a nice break from moving though like every few hours i will stop and i will watch some of uh our subject today our content today our content machine our content machine really made this super easy for us uh we're talking about of course about Hiromu Takahashi Hiromu! who I like I think I said on one of our first New Japan episodes you asked me who my other favorite New Japan people were besides Golden Lovers and I think I said Hiromu uh I just he's great everybody loves him he's super over one of those
1: things that Hiromu is definitely one of those People in New Japan who, because I follow so many, I follow so many people on my regular account that love wrestling. I was, I his face was not unfamiliar to me. Yeah, like he was already such. He's such a character. He's so much fun. You've heard his name a lot. I don't think I'd heard his name. I think I'd definitely seen him with Daryl okay yeah just
0: like gifts and stuff yeah
1: like gifts and stuff and like usually it was somebody being like get into wrestling and i was like eventually i'll do that and then i did and and we're here <laughs> uh so yeah this is this was i you the way you spoke about this was that you were like god haroma was a content machine and i mentally set aside like five hours for whatever i was gonna have to watch <laughs> for this and you and lb were very good to me and i didn't it was like
0: maybe like an hour and a half well this is the the beauty of Hiromu being such a content machine is i feel like he knows how to cut to the chase yeah like i sent you a million Hiromu promos but they're all like 40 seconds long because they're all like on twitter and stuff god bless him and he he appreciates the value was built for Hiromu. (laughs) yeah i feel like uh that makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense that uh we can cut this out if you want. I'm sorry if I'm outing you. You are an ADHD sufferer. I say it all the time. Oh, my God. Like just, The one thing I truly
1: think my parents fucked up on, it was not, like, getting a divorce or, like, sending me to <laughs> camp or any of that shit. I mean, actually, no. Sending me to improv camp made me really annoying. Uh, and I'm already, like, naturally annoying. The one thing I do think they truly goofed up on is, like, I clearly had ADHD like my entire life <laughs> and like my dad I spoke to my dad about years later because a couple years ago I think it was honestly like something on tumblr that was listening listing how ADHD displays in girls differently from boys yeah and you read down all of the list of symptoms and like I almost cried because I was like oh I'm not just like a singular right <laughs> like Im- almost impressive fuck up my entire life <laughs> this is just how this is displaying in me yeah um but i mean to in defense of my parents at the same time <laughs> the reason it was listed was because doctors just don't die the those the way it displays in girls is often like filtered through like oh she's just a young like flirtatious girl or exactly whatever, or and also i think
0: flighty is probably the flighty, right word exactly yeah. flighty it's in, in a lot of um A lot of behavioral disorders manifest differently in girls because girls turn everything inward because that's how we're socialized. Exactly. So it's not like you're necessarily bouncing off the walls, climbing trees, breaking your toys. I mean, I was also doing that. Long story short, <laughs> sorry. Long story short, uh, an ADHD sufferer. It makes sense that you would like Hiromu. That's, <laughs> That's true. all I was getting at. was That's he true. is the he is the ADHD wrestler. I feel like yes, he, he is a very uh, <laughs> hyperactive. Sorry. little skit. Don't apologize. <laughs> I know. It's, it's not like it's not like you were just rambling. Like that is interesting, and uh, I think we have a lot of listeners who would identify with that. Yeah. So don't make me don't uh, feel like I am cutting you off or anything. No, it's I'm fine. Just, <laughs> (laughs) And, like, my parents
1: also, when I spoke to both of them about this, they were both like, hey, we're really sorry. Yeah. (laughs) We
0: should have covered this. (laughs) I think a lot of women of our generation have have some of that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not ADHD, but I was diagnosed with ADD very late in life. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like, because they miss it when you're a kid. Um, But anyway, Hiromu, Hiromu. who probably also has ADD, not to uh, to diagnose someone based on uh, wrestling promos, but uh, he's a little hyperactive man. So I wanted to give a little bit of background on him. Um, He started in the New Japan Dojo, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if we've fully explained on this show that system. So I do want to give a little summary of that. So when you are uh, a so-called young lion in in New Mm -hmm. Japan, um, you are very limited in what you can do as a wrestler you're still in training young lions come out um, they wear black trunks and they have like normal hair no accessories they wrestle under their real names they have
1: shorter hair
0: too right? yeah they basically have like you know it's like a boot camp it's like a boot camp yeah So, occasionally, when they're further along, they are allowed, like, an accessory or two sometimes. But basically, they wrestle under their real names. They have a very limited moveset. They basically just do Boston Crabs, and that's, like, it. (laughs) Um, And they... So, it's, like, a a learning experience. But I really like that in terms of master your fundamentals. Yes, exactly. That's very smart. And they do... We haven't watched a lot of full New Japan events together, but... um, in the f- opening matches of most New Japan shows are um, exhibition matches between young lions and veteran wrestlers. So you get to sort of see their learning process, and they figure out how to perform in front of a live crowd and and figure out what gets people behind them. It's very interesting. I
1: really like that because it's a very traditional sense of apprenticeship.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I don't I don't know how that works in WWE, but that that's cool to me. Yeah. Um. That's a that's a that's like that sort of like traditional thing is like okay good cuz that's also keeping them physically safe if yeah. they t- if is if they're only working
0: with like guys who are really good they're working and it's often older wrestlers who are sort of a little past their prime um but who have a lot to teach them because they've been in the business a long time. But
1: that's also just a really good way to show respect to guys who have like been through the cycle.
0: Absolutely. Because,
1: and like, you know, that's just, that works out for everybody. That's such a much better system than the like tear that, like ring everything you can out of them. WWE system.
0: Right. I I think it's really interesting. And it also from a, a viewership perspective is fun to see these guys start sort of so basic and then what happens is they go when they complete their sort of training in the dojo they go on excursion to other promotions in other countries that New Japan has relationships with so some of them go to Ring of Honor um, some of them go to CMLL which is where Hiromu went Um, and that's where they sort of figure out who they are as wrestlers. Now that they have, yeah, they go on Rumspringa. Exactly. They go on Rumspringa and they come back and they are crazy. Like, uh, our man, so like most Amish people. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So Haromu did, as I said, he was a young lion. Um, And he was sort of known... The story about him, at least, is that he was the worst young lion in his class. I love that.
1: I don't care if it's a work. It makes
0: me like him so much more. Yeah, and so then he got picked up by uh, Naito. Naito. Did you ever read The Worst Witch? No. Oh,
1: it was... a. Pre Harry Potter children's book series about this little girl who was in school to be a witch and she was really she was bad, bad at it.
0: <gasps> she was really bad at it. It was a really cute book series. More, we need more children's books about fuck-ups and failures. Right, that's <laughs> why I think we all loved Roald, Roald Dahl so much. Yeah. Like
1: especially I want to say it was The Witches. Again, cuz the kid was like very much like I'm nobody. Um but yeah, they had they the Tim Curry was in the original adaptation and I think they just did one for Netflix. Of The Witches or The Worst
0: Witch? Uh, the worst witch. Yeah. It's really cute. Well, that's like kind of what Hiromu was. Yeah, he he's was the, the worst, worst witch. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, he got hooked up with Naito and uh, Naito sort of became his mentor. Mm-hmm. And they have, to this day, very fun Relationship that we he saw. obviously
1: Naito obviously loves him.
0: Yeah, it's a very like big brother, serious big brother, wacky little brother, Aww. but like so much affection and yeah, yeah, know, definitely.
1: And I mean uh, the the worst in his dojo is so funny, <laughs> and I I think that really helps inform his character totally because like the way he is in Ring and the way the big the big impression I got off of him that remained consistent was that. He's that really weird kid at the lunch tables, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. he's the weird girl. he's like he's not a horse girl. he's the weird girl. Which he's is like a
0: very distinct thing sit, he's sitting at like at the cafeteria and he's like making a mask out of his food like yes! he's like <laughs> he, or he's like constructing an elaborate sculpture out of his cafeteria. Tray. He's
1: next to the d and d kids, but he's not a d and d kid yes,
0: exactly. Like, he probably he wore he loved Invader Zim he,
1: yes he probably wore Spongebob pajama pants to school a few yes. times
0: yes yeah. but like not in the way that scary girls do now no 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 <laughs> I bet he wore those like big um, like plush slippers do you know what I'm talking about yeah he I probably think so. Wore those. yeah he probably, probably. Um,
1: he definitely had a South Park shirt now yeah. I'm just working out like the weird kids <laughs> in my high school but it also kind of um, throws like the reason I think I also like him is because like We are unfortunately very scared of the weird kid now in this country for reasons that are like fucking depressing. And Hiromu is kind of like this reminder that like you don't necessarily have to be scared of the weird kid. Sometimes the weird kid is just weird and he's not gonna, he's not gonna start any shit. He's just a little weirdo. He's
0: a little happy-go-lucky weirdo. Yeah. So that- They exist. They exist way more than any (laughs) of the horrible ones. So that is sort of what comes later, though, because this is, um, he's hooked up with Naito before he really has a character. He's a young lion in his black trunks. Um, But he is sent on excursion to Mexico, which is where Naito's excursion was as well. Yeah. So he starts working in a lucha promotion called CMLL. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce what that stands for, but it's like the, like consulate of Mexican Lucha Libra or something, it's whatever it is. Consulate of Mar- Marxist, Leninist exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Marxist Leninist Luchas. Exactly. Marxist Leninist Luchas. So he wrestled there under a mask, um, okay. like many luchadores do. He wrestled as uh, Kaimaitachi, which is apparently a Japanese like folk um, phenomenon or creature. Uh, it, it basically means like a whirlwind, but it literally translates to sickle weasel, which I feel like fits Hiromu really well. Sickle weasel. Yeah. I like love sickle, that. Like a sickle, like a farming... Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Sickle weasel. Sickle weasel. I just, like, <laughs> imagine, like, a little ferret holding a shovel. Yeah, just... I feel like when I think about Hiromu... Uh, LB Hunk Tears has a very ambitious project that they're working on of wrestler taxonomy, which um, there's sort of various categories that you can be, and there's sort of hybrid categories, and there's like uh, trash, dirt, blood, yes. goo. I remember
1: that was originally a Twitter thread, and it yes. was when we had just started this, and I was like, I can't wait to understand this someday, and I should go back and find it and yeah. see if I can decipher some of it
0: now. I feel like Hiromu is a perfect example of glitter trash like that yeah he is a combo of glitter trash
1: yeah he's a cusp
0: um (laughs) he's a little sickle weasel and he when he's working in cmll he has a bunch of matches against uh another young uh extremely talented luchador named dragon lee so so i have a question about dragon lee is dragon lee also from japan no, is he-, he is Mexican.
1: Okay, I was just curious about it because you don't see his face, so you don't know, right? Yeah, and there are, but there are Japanese luchadors, though, right?
0: Yes, there okay. are. Um, the majority of them, I mean, like. Desperado is kind of a Bushi is a luchador Bushi's definitely Bushi's a Japanese Yeah
1: Bushi's scary
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we should do an episode About Bushi Yay. He's, he's fun but, uh, um, I
1: have a suggestion Actually that I thought Of right now That I just want to say Out loud Yeah um, I think you definitely Need to make a tarot deck Of like the different Types of wrestler Like LB's taxonomy <laughs> uh,
0: With LB's blessing That would be a fun Collaborative project That would project be a really us. Fun project That would be anyway. cool whatever um, uh, That will be <laughs> No you could do like Yeah you could do like Pentacles or dirt And uh, you <laughs> exactly. know like you could figure it out like um water's blood maybe we'll figure it out you can
1: also get nate's input on that too because he's also got tarot under his belt absolutely yeah but
0: yeah so he starts wrestling dragon lee and um they they have like a long-standing feud i wanted to talk i know rachel is sort of interested in lucha and we haven't really been able to get into it this has been a nice so i get the distinct impression
1: and maybe this is incorrect You know,
0: like a lot of things. We can be wrong on this podcast. We're allowed to be wrong, that's right. (laughs) Uh, Is that Lucha's kind of goofy. Well, Lucha as a style is... um, Flippier. It's flippier. The the most popular Luchadors in Mexico tend to be the smaller ones. So it's defined by the, the really flippy, acrobatic style.
1: Yeah, and actually, now that I said that out loud, I don't know if Lucha is actually goofy or if it's because of the way American audiences choose to selectively consume it I think they're like uh, for a lot of people their first introduction to Lucha was a fucking Jack Black movie yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. which I never saw <laughs>
1: um,
0: I think I think that um, you could say that Lucha Libra in general is more stylized yeah it is it looks less and this is a huge generalization there are shoot Lucha guys and everything but It looks less like a real fight. It is more stylized. And because of that, and because of all the masks and everything, it lends itself to uh, an element of camp. Yeah. You know, of of high drama.
1: Yeah. And I think it's also that like Lucha guys that get into WWE are definitely going to be the smaller ones and next to, and like the way they're going to handle like a, Foreigner in WWE is going to make them like a goofball or evil, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So of course, like Rey Mysterio is like this goofball, even though I still think about him in the Rumble.
0: I think he's mostly been like a face, though. Like he's, he's so fun. He's great. Yeah. Um, but an f- interesting thing they do in a lucha libre tradition is a, a competition called Lucha de Apuestas, and what that is is it's basically the mask is very sacred in in Lucha Libra like tradition, you do not on, un- if you unmask, that's like the end of your career. Yeah, like that's, that's like the wig and drag. Yeah, yeah, it is like the wig and drag. Um, El Santo, who's like one of the most famous, uh, luchadors of all time did not unmask, uh, his entire career. He was, had like a 40 year career cause he wrestled and then he was in movies. um, In the mask? Yes, in the mask. Nice, nice, nice. He always was in the mask, um, and he only took it off one time in public, and it was on, he was being interviewed, and he died a week later, and he was buried in the mask. So it is a very important part of this tradition. Did he
1: die at, like, an
0: age we expect someone to die? He died of,
1: yeah, like a a natural age. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, that's like when Charles Schultz died the day after the final original peanut strip. Yeah. Um... Went international publication.
0: God damn. Yeah. So it's a big wow. deal.
1: Wow.
0: So I say all that to say, um, lucha de apuestas is when you put your mask on the line. It's when you have a mask. Hair versus, versus mask. hair. It's like hair yeah. versus hair. Um, they do that lucha. That counts as like a lucha de apuestas match as well. Is is hair versus hair. Sometimes if you're an unmasked wrestler, you will do hair versus mask, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Anyway, uh, Kamatachi. Hirohama's old character mm-hmm. was unmasked in a loss to Dragon Lee. Yeah. so that's when he took the mask off. Um, shortly after that, he worked in Ring of Honor for a little while, and then he went back to Japan. Yeah, you said he jobbed there, right? Yeah, he was kind of underutilized. Uh, I was
1: silly of him, right? He's so good. He's so good. <laughs>
0: Um, But then he comes back to New Japan and he joins um, Naito's faction, obviously, his mentor. (laughs) His dad. Yeah, which is Los Ingobernables de Japon, which is the Japanese wing of Los Ingobernables, which is a faction in CMLL. So it's like... Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like Mexican... It's... L-I-J is... (laughs) Japanese wrestlers who have some kind of connection to Mexico. Most of them did their excursion there. I really like that. That's a really cool way to like
1: thread that needle through these promotions.
0: Yeah. Fun fact. You know who else is a member of Los Ingobernables? The Mexican version is um, Andrade Almas. Oh. Yeah. He wrestled as La Sombra and he was in in Ingobernables. So. I still really enjoy him. Yeah. He's, He's awesome. He's awesome. He's such a good heel. Uh but so. yeah, we should talk about some of these matches. So yeah. in this vein, I'm setting all this up because the first thing I had Rachel watch was Hiromu versus Dragon Lee from the New Beginning in Osaka um, last February, February 2017. And this is—they've had a bunch of really good matches. This is probably my favorite one.
1: Yeah, it was a great match. Uh, there was a lot of stuff I like. Stopped and started, and like went back 30 seconds and rewatched, just because it's. What I found immediately interesting about him is that there are guys who are really, really precise with their moves but still have, like, a reckless sense of their body, like Daniel Bryan. Sure. There are guys who really preci- who are really precise and t- generally tend to stay protected, like AJ Styles, except for, in the recent case, of his balls. <laughs> um. <laughs> but, but he's just kind of, like... The way he moves is like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. like this this is not a man who colors with like precision when he colors. Like there's a <laughs> lot of like scribble outside the lines, yeah. not on purpose just because like he's trying to get through it and he's frantic.
0: He's exactly that's perfect word. Um, it makes sense that he wrestled as a uh, Japanese folk whirlwind thing. Yeah, like he's, a whirlwind. he's a
1: tornado. He's yeah. a tornado. Um, so they but they both just kind of have a lot of disregard for their safety and specifically the
0: base of their neck yeah and that just left me kind of like oh there's a lot of stuff in this particularly bumps the dragon lee takes actually that yeah they're talking about it in the commentary made right? me confused as to how he is still alive yeah what the fuck i can only guess that it's because he's in his early 20s like if yeah, i feel I'll like that's <laughs> but i worry i worry about him like i worry about will osprey where it's like you are so talented Dragon Lee is unbelievably talented. I can't imagine how good he's going to be in, like, 10 years. But will he even be able to get that far? Yeah, and,
1: and like, the thing is, is that 20-year-old bodies can bounce
0: back, but they still kind of intake that... Damage. Yeah. Well, I mean, how long until you do something irreversible if you're if you're being that sort of dangerous? I did something
1: irreversible to my body when I was 16. Yeah. And I played no contact sports. (laughs) I was a runner. I landed off of a hurdle very poorly. Yeah. Um. But like, and it's you. But to your point, like, yeah, I recovered from that and my ankle was fine. But now I am no longer 16 and like this
0: thing hurts like at least once a day. Yeah. I have a I have an old ankle injury that flares up. I mean, what did you do? Um, I got drunk in New Orleans and fell off some stairs. <laughs> ooh, did you break it? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was ooh, bad. I had, so to dri- I had to drive back to Austin with a broken ankle. <gasps> it was my driving foot. It, I, um, it was the, I, It was the most pain
1: I've ever been in, in my life. I sprained my right ankle twice in one track season in my junior year of high school. And uh, the second time I sprained it, we went to my doctor and she was like, if you do this again, we have to break it for it to, yeah, to heal, heal right. properly. And I was like, ooh, that's not
0: good. Well, yeah. And I mean, that's like wrestlers do that shit all the time but they're particularly uh at least from an untrained eye seems particularly reckless to me yeah Um, but did you notice again speaking of the match this is a Hiromu unmasks Dragon Leaf for a second. It's so dramatic. I didn't know that
1: context of, like, he took his mask off and he died level stuff. But it's very dramatic. I immediately thought of drag. I immediately thought of the wigs and stuff. And the story I once read about San Francisco drag queens who would fight... And they would like either de wig each other, but there was this drag queen with beautiful, long blonde hair that was her hair. Mm-hmm. But she unfortunately wasn't a very good wrestler. <laughs> and, but she would be like, no, just yank a lock of my hair out if she lost. And she always lost. Damn. So, like, I was watching that and I was thinking about like this. Beautiful blonde lock of hair with probably a little bit of blood on the end of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, And but I, the way he reacts to the mask being torn off, but it really sets the stage of like, Hiromu is not the most respectful. <laughs> he is a disrespectful little shit yeah. if he's trying to take
0: off this mask. Well, I think like a common thread of all of the Hiromu matches that we watched are they? There's like a stereotype in New Japan where. If you're watching, like, a main event, the first third of it is going to be pretty boring because they do really they stretch long out. matches. Yeah, they do long matches. And Hiromu's matches are, from second one, fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, well, Hiromu already indicates that he's
1: fucking crazy in so many different ways, but the one I really like is the tongue constantly in the corner of the mouth. <laughs> like, Nate and I, our producer Nate and I have a friend named Tim who, whenever he's thinking, his tongue goes to the corner of his mouth. So, initially, that made me laugh because I was like, oh, it's Tim on my screen. <laughs> but then I realized the reason I code the tongue thing is crazy is because you know, if you continue to tongue a corner of your mouth, you'll get a cold sore there. And this is a man, and like, he's constantly tempting a cold sore. <laughs> Hiromu, you're fucking nuts. <laughs> How? Why would you want that? No regard for his
0: own. <laughs> no regard life and for his
1: own like mouth herpes. Come on, <laughs> I'm not saying he has herpes. It's, every time you get a cold sore, it's herpes. It's fine. Everyone if you has. have cold sores, you have herpes. Yeah, it's um, fine. It's
0: fine. Most people have it. <laughs> so uh, this is sort of this is one of his earlier matches. He's won the belt at this point. He wins the belt like pretty soon after coming to New Japan, and then he forms a beautiful relationship with that belt beltosan beltosan sweet beltosan he <laughs> wines and dines and uh did he really wine and dine it yeah didn't oh, he, there are pictures of it you show th- me
1: some of the photos in the google doc yeah so i takes, love him bathing with it he takes
0: baths with it he's he feeding it, it he's feeding it sushi um they have a, a beautiful relationship what a and goofball he makes it clear that beltosan wants to stay with him yeah <laughs> he favorite. treats beltosan the best yeah why would
1: beltosan leave <laughs> (laughs)
0: so why would you want to take beltosan away from this life right they're in such a happy partnership (laughs) i feel like this is where you get like uh you're starting to get a sense of hiromu's character because this is like pretty early in his new japan career after he's come back from excursion and uh it's just so fun and it's i feel like new japan because there's not a lot of story the way there is with wwe where there's like they don't do backstage interstitial stuff. Yeah. basically, you do a match, then you can go backstage and cut a promo, but it can be as long or short as you want, and it doesn't air with the with the program. It is separate. Yeah, you know they have I mean? separate like promo like cycles. Right, right. You can watch like the backstage comments if you go on the website, but it doesn't. It's not like Raw and SmackDown where it's like a serialized. Yeah, where it's interspersed. Right. So. The fact that Hiromu does all of this extra stuff is really cool to me because not a ton of people in New Japan take this much care and attention with their character. And like we said, content machine.
1: The photo books are usually like a bigger level of that.
0: I mean, there's that. And they all have social media and they all all use it to various, uh, you know, ends, but... I just feel like Hiromu, like we said, he's a content machine. He just... He's so
1: funny. He's such a millennial.
0: Yes, he's, he's very, very millennial. Mi- he's very millennial. <laughs> um, I
1: just, like, the belt is very funny. And it's just, it's adorable. And it's also, again, ties in very well with, like, I was the worst. And now I have the belt. And I will treat the belt with the ultimate <laughs> respect. Because yeah. I don't give respect to anybody else.
0: And um, I think that um, LIJ, like, that faction is sort of... They're, if you were to characterize them as like uh, a group, I think it is that they are sort of irreverent and cheeky and mm-hmm. again, very millennial. Um, yeah. We're going to do a whole episode about Naito because he's great, but yeah. um, he's their leader and I think he kind of sets the tone and Naito is disregards the belt entirely when he wins the belt he doesn't even come out with it he's like i don't care i don't do this for that like that's Ooh, the
1: way I do it. that's a fun yeah angle
0: but it's interesting how his protege is obsessed with the belt but obsessed with the belt not in the sense of i'm a champion he has turned it into a, a character into a friend yeah he just wants a friend <laughs> which i think is so great that's so much fun and it's, it's irreverent in its own way
1: i like that his die job has remained consistent too yeah
0: Pretty much the whole time he's been uh, in New Japan, even though he he lost a hair match and he had short hair when he first got here, but he always, he always had the red at the end. I, I love the red. The red works perfectly on him. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he gets Beltosan and then he uh, defends Beltasan, uh successfully until Best of the Super Juniors last year, which is the de- debut of his big book, which... <laughs> I think it's so funny that you said when he colors, he colors outside the lines because this man loves a crayon drawing. He does. He doesn't even like colored pencils. He loves crayons. Uh, he's a, he's holding a crayon in that photo, I think. Yeah, maybe he it's is. a marker. Uh. But yeah, he made this big construction paper book. It's so cute, and it's like a guide to all of his Super Junior foes, and. My favorite page in it is the one that has Ricochet and Will Ospreay on it, and it just says, cat, over and over cat, again. Cat,
1: cat, 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 cat. <laughs> so he's already developing his cat obsession.
0: Yes. His cat obsession, and, like, again, I feel like with the belt and with this, it just shows a talent for creating a world. Sh- showmanship. Yeah. Yeah. And, and characterization. Like, yeah. he gives a he gives Will Osprey a better gimmick here than Will Ospreay has. <laughs> you know? Like... And
1: he, he I made still love that it took me like hearing Will Ospreay's name for a month to figure out
0: like, oh, bird. Um, <laughs> well, apparently that's his real name. So I think it's a playoff that, but it is that is his real name. Well, because he
1: has those weird like short clipped wings, so he looks like a pissy ostrich. <laughs> I don't. It, it's fine.
0: I'm sure. Like I've come around a little more to Will Ospreay. Me too. He he won me over uh, Mania weekend, but like he almost broke his neck a million times. <laughs> yeah, that's how you get it's me. Sort to of like you. how Hangman Page won you over because yeah. he almost broke his back. That's why. <laughs> that's why liking wrestling, you're at a, a fundamental. Um, <laughs> sort of dissonance because you want all these people to be safe but the ones you really like are the ones who are the least <laughs> safe i'm sorry <laughs> that's not necessarily true no but that's just
1: been no that's been very consistently true <laughs> like you love kota ibushi because he's a crazy person
0: and yeah. he's lighting fireworks off his chest <laughs> but yeah so he defends all through super juniors and then super juniors uh this guy kushida wins which um, the next match I had Rachel watch was Hiromu versus Kushida at Dominion uh, June 2017, and I'm curious to know what you think of Kushida's gimmick. What is it? It's it's Back to the Future. That's, that's all it is. Okay, that's my thought.
1: <laughs> but like the thing is, is that it's not entire. It's not like the canon American Back to the Future. <laughs> like it, there's definitely some like anachronisms within the Back to the Future
0: thing like yeah it's sort of like an off-brand version it's which i thought was so funny yeah it's really funny he's he does sometimes come out in the red vest yeah like,
1: okay Oh, well, i he, saw that photo when you pulled it up sorry i don't know why i didn't like absorb that i just saw back to the future on his shirt and was like oh that's funny yeah is he marty mcfly yeah
0: he's marty mcfly oh. they call it they call him the time splitter he yeah. um one of his big uh submission moves is called the hoverboard lock oh. he has a move called back to the future so is he back to the
1: future one two or three i think he's two uh, yeah i would guess because he's, he's like hoverboard
0: and isn't two, that two? Is, two is the most aesthetically pleasing at least the first half and two is when they go to the future yeah yeah so I think he's too because he has like the shiny yeah he has the shiny shit and stuff I like his gimmick I think it's very I
1: think that's a very good straightforward gimmick yeah that like because a lot of them now are like I'm a white walker but not or (laughs) "It's, it's me the goat man or like our new favorite one is they give massages but just like Straight up ripping off American movie properties. It's really funny. funny. Imagine if there were like a Zemeckis faction where they only (laughs) do like Zemeckis movies and like some poor motherfucker is stuck with the Polar Express (laughs) as his gimmick. So he
0: has to be like, I'm scary looking Tom Hanks. Uh. Yeah. He just wears like a weird, he wears like a lucha mask, but has no features on it. It's just like Oh, (laughs) that's terrifying. (laughs) Uh, I love this. The Polar Express luchador that's a great um, idea
1: Zemeckis did the Frighteners right I have no idea oh that would be a good scary that would be a good <laughs> scary uh, heel
0: but um, yeah I I really like Kushida I I think he's like not he's definitely not like Hiromu in the sense of like I don't think he completely crazy goofball. Well, he—I don't think he like gives that much of a shit about character. I think he's just like a really fucking good wrestler. He's also adorable. He's so cute. He's the cutest. oh my god! I want to pinch his cheeks. He's so cute. I was
1: immediately like very. It was a very handsome match. This one.
0: This is a, a good Greg fact for the episode. Is uh, on the last Poppin' dogs and talking hogs. They were talking about who in. New Japan was the cutest. Another reason why their show is just like the spiritual partner to our show. Yeah. Um. And Cole Cabana and Greg both said Kushida, and it was funny because they're having conversation because they were like Dustin, who, oh, Sonata, right? You love Sonata. Uh, Good taste, Dustin. And he was like, yeah. And Cole was like, but you want to like passionately kiss Sonata, and Dustin was like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> I watched half of
1: that last night finally, and I thought it was very interesting how Dustin was like clearly in a mood. Yeah, the he whole was whole pussy. Well, I think that's probably just what happens when you're in New Orleans for an amount of
0: time, so you're hungover and, and dehydrated. I think, they, I think they record like more than one of those in a row, so he's probably like exhausted. Yeah, that's. I get like, cranky at the end of like a long podcast. <laughs> yeah, like
1: I, I don't get cranky. I get loopy at the yeah. end, and I lose like all of my focus, which naturally makes you cranky. So like I get it. It happens.
0: But anyway. So they're like they're like Dustin wants to like make out with Sonata. We just want to give Kushida like just a little little kiss. Little just kissy like bloop. make him blush a little bit. You know what, Greg? I find you relatable once again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also want to smooch Kushida on the cheek. He's um, just he's so cute. Ugh. He's adorable. This is one of my favorite this is like one of my favorite matches I've ever seen, I think. I love this match. I think it's so I love the way it builds. Um they're both I these are my two favorite juniors in New Japan right now. Um I thought it was awesome. I I think that like again, you have this dramatic story of Hiromu and Beltosan. If he's going to lose it, this is how you want to lose it cuz yeah. this is a fucking wrestling match. Also
1: it has that crazy ending. Yeah. Like the green spray, which I didn't
0: really understand. That's a bougie hallmark.
1: <laughs> the I mist. Mean, like, I know it's supposed to be like poison or like pond scum or something, but it's just <laughs> really funny to imagine him like, coming out right. with like a full <laughs> thing of green water that's like it's, it's just it's good it's, it's, really, really funny. it's a really funny thing to imagine then it works while he has the mask on so nobody has to see him like looking stupid with a mouth full of green goo <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I just it's I, the chaotic version of being slimed at the kids choice awards exactly um, <laughs> um
0: but yeah I just I really like this uh match yeah this I, match
1: itself is is fantastic it's again Very little regard for their
0: spinal health. Um. Just feels (laughs) like... It's interesting because we were talking about how Lucha style is more stylized and less sort of like a fight. This is a fight. This This is a fight. They are, again... uh, true haroma fashion going at it from minute one well the commentary also really sets that framing
1: too of like yeah. these two men hate each other they can't stand each other and i was like but why they're both so cute <laughs> why can't they be friends get along you're
0: adorable <laughs> sort of thing yeah um i i've really come around on the new japan announcers i yeah uh it's uh Don Callis and Kevin Kelly. I I used to not be as big a fan, but I I think they're they do a really good job. They get across the information you need, and they're they can be really funny. <laughs> I really like that. Um, I enjoy that too. Uh, but this is where he loses the belt. Right. So he loses the belt here, um, and is you know heartbroken by the loss of Beltosan, and uh, luckily a. New figure comes into his life, which is um, his new best friend slash maybe son. I don't totally understand. We haven't 100%. Uh, it might be his brother. His his associate, Daryl, who is a stuffed cat. Um, he's extremely cute. He has sleepy little eyes. I think it's very appropriate that the
1: second Daryl finally came up, uh, Meryl got in my lap. Yeah, Meryl. Thank you, Meryl. You understand.
0: You know English. Meryl could uh, possibly... Uh, like, I don't want to um, suggest that there's strife in the Daryl and Carol relationship, which is his wife, but uh, maybe Meryl could uh, sneak in there, you know? She is a pretty cute cat, i, I mean, got to say. mean, Daryl and Meryl would be great. She's a pretty girl. She's a little older if he wants a cougar. Yeah, I mean, she's I think she's perfect second wife material. Yeah, I mean... After he, Daryl's figured out his shit, you know? yeah. Are Daryl and Carol divorced now? No, they're married. That's why uh, I'm saying I don't I don't want to suggest that there's a problem there, but uh in case there is, she she could just be a shoulder to Meryl, lean on. Meryl's
1: available. Meryl is available. Uh oh, <laughs> she's so good. Hey, Mirror, Mirror. Anyway, so uh he gets Daryl.
0: Yeah. And Daryl starts accompanying him to the ring. Um
1: I also I thought this was very funny because I asked Kat this before we did this. Did he I was like, oh, he assuming from like the hyper capitalist perspective of American wrestling, I was like, oh, was Daryl like a prototype and does he sell Daryl's? And you were like, no, he's
0: just he's just from a store. (laughs) He's probably like sixteen dollars at most. Yeah, (laughs) I wonder about that now because I have definitely looked online because I have I have desired to purchase my own Daryl. Because Daryl is extremely cute. Like a little Daryl pillow would be really nice. It'd be so great. Yeah. And they're sort of hard to find. And they do seem like they are made by an independent company that has existed unrelated to New Japan. I know that they sell, like, merch with Daryl on it. So they must have some kind of licensing deal. But as far as I know, this was not the plan. Like,
1: oh, he was. Yeah. And that's, that's what's so great to me. That's really wonderful to me that he was just being like. He wasn't being, like, calculating, like, with Cody the bear. Um, yeah, I don't...
0: That's I tweeted this a while ago. I, it's so weird because I love Daryl and I hate the bear stuff. I think it's lame. I I don't like it. It doesn't I do anything for me. I don't
1: mind the bear stuff when the bear costume comes out. Mm. Because I felt very smart when I was like, that's going to be Kenny. And it's Kenny. <laughs> uh, and I like feeling smart. Um, but, I mean, like... I kind of get why you're not a big fan of the bear stuff, especially now knowing that you are a Hiromu fan and the bear kind of, I mean, people have been merchandising way before wrestling. Right. Right. And the bear is kind of a joke about that. I think. The, the, yeah, it's the, ironic. Yeah, but it's kind of ironic in the way Deadpool's ironic. Like, you're still <laughs> selling it. Right, right, right. I can still get a bear keychain. I can get a bear t-shirt. I can buy the bear. Right. I can, you know, I'm sure somebody is out there manufacturing a full bear furry costume, which is actually very good man, manufacturing. Um... But so it's kind of like how Deadpool is like, oh, we're not gonna we're gonna talk about all these tropes. And it's make winking fun of them and then we're gonna do them. Yeah. I'm Ryan Reynolds. <laughs>
0: like, it's like we talked on. about on the last episode, <laughs> um, or I guess it'll be two weeks ago when this comes out, but uh Tim Tim Faust said he he when some when wrestlers start winking at the camera, it takes him out of it. When they when they start mm. being like, Isn't it funny that we're doing this, it stops being funny. I mean,
1: I I Don't think I 100% hate it, but I do think the idea of making fun of merchandising with merchandise is like, stop.
0: It's been done. (laughs) It's been done. But either way, we like Daryl
1: because (laughs) Daryl clearly comes from a sincere place. Like, he could be making money hawking Daryl. I
0: mean, I'm sure he is now, but as far as I can tell, I don't think that was the original plan. Yeah, he was just doing it to be a fucking weirdo. Just to be a goofball. And Daryl... So. Daryl came to sort of prominence <laughs> during the G1, which is, a, it's basically like Best of the Super Juniors, but for the heavyweights. Okay. And it's its one of the biggest events for New Japan. Like, it's one of their biggest calendar events. Um, But, so, Hiromu's not even in that. He's a junior. He's not a heavyweight. But Daryl becomes, like, a big focus <laughs> during this, just because, like, Daryl's just everywhere. He starts coming to the ring with him. There's, like, an awesome clip of daryl giving naito a fist bump like daryl oh! naito approves of daryl and it's very cute oh that's so cute and then dad do you love my son <laughs> exactly he's <Just> a cat <laughs> that sort of I, I i think again like the naito haroma relationship is just very pure it's very like yeah he wants his approval but he's also kind of cheeky and yeah it's really cute um but then bad luck Fale. uh Starts a rivalry with Daryl and is like <laughs> fuck that cat and eventually tears him limb from limb. No, Daryl, did you, did you watch that? I, I did. Yeah. It was very upsetting. It's really funny how much the Japanese commentators sell it. Like they are screaming. <laughs> they are like just like in shock
1: at the I horror love, that
0: they are witnessing. I
1: love the clip of him bringing Daryl to Disneyland. It's so cute. Because like, can you imagine? Like like most people. Everywhere you have no knowledge of this, yeah. So you see some guy, and he's wearing his ring gear he's in wearing like his jacket. exactly in like fucking crazy pants. His jacket, which to further prove my own point of middle school weirdo, has all these like very specific old cool old school punk or punk adjacent fans, like yeah, like 70s punk stuff. Yeah, like if this is not stuff he actually likes, he did his research, yeah, on how to project that character. So imagine you're like. From, like, the Midwest or, like, you're visiting from, you know, Washington State or anywhere. Like, you're there to go to Disneyland and be a tourist and have fun with the ears. And you see this fucking guy in, like, the Haromu outfit. With walk- Mickey Mouse ears on. With Mickey Mouse ears on.
0: <laughs> holding the cat. And it's just, like... Quoting the Truman Show for <laughs> some reason. It's so good. I'm just so happy. He- I watched
1: the Truman Show, like probably more than is appropriate but it's just a good comfort food movie yeah. i love it ed harris is really evil in it in a specific way uh and uh, it could probably string together some hair brand thing about like how it's the wwe but i'm not gonna do that <laughs> uh but just like imagining someone witnessing that and process and like figuring out how they processed it if they like went into analysis mode or were just kind of like oh you know crazy tourists whatever right um, <laughs> but it's so entertaining to me
0: um, yeah, it's it's so good. And then I feel like, again, the thing that sort of sells all of this stuff to me, I feel like Hiromu could sell me anything. Like, he's so charismatic. I... I've watched a lot of his promos untranslated just because I enjoy watching him. Like, you sent me an untranslated promo. And it's so fun. It's when he's pretending, he's talking about how he thinks Rick- Ricochet's a cat. He right? has a really good cat impression. <laughs> yeah. And it also
1: helps that, like, his natural, like, the build of his cheekbones, like, he kind of has cat like features in his cheeks and stuff. Yeah. So it's just – and, like,
0: the hair also brings out, like, the lion (laughs) thing. He's just – he's got to look down. He's just – I just find him so magnetic. Um, Yeah. Somebody I follow said – and I think this is kind of – I wish I – knew who who it was we do this all the time on the show just quote people unattributed and I apologize um but they were like Hiromu is kind of everything Nakamura is trying to be but Hiromu is just sort of like that naturally like you know what I mean excellent point just this sort of like it's it's sort of sexy and sleazy but not like but it also has kind of an innocence and like a yeah, like he's a little scamp.
1: Uh, sort
0: of. Nakamura definitely wants
1: to be sleazier.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, which works for him. But um, I think as far as like the type of charisma, it's like a similar type of thing. Um, but again, like the thing that sort of underpins it to me is all of this charisma. Like when Daryl gets torn limb from limb, uh, and Hiroshi was like grieving, and he's like coming to the coming to uh, the ring pretending to be holding Daryl who is now gone just to highlight like his absence and it's like And he sells it. Completely Com- completely committed. Completely commits the bit
1: where he's very upset and he like will only like begrudgingly let I think it's Naito.
0: Yeah he's with Naito. Well begrudgingly let Naito fist bump him. Yeah. Uh And then, again, just speaking to the amount of sort of extracurricular content that Hiromo provides us. But also that's probably demanded at this point because of the way he's
1: been developing his character. Well, it's
0: demanded by his character, but it's his character, I think, in New Japan, they have a lot more autonomy about it. Okay. So I think this is all his ideas for the most part. Like, this is not like WWE where you get saddled with a gimmick. Yeah. You're a lot more in charge of what you do. Yeah. And... Him staging like a exactly. Daryl in a hospital bed with a bunch of Barbie nurses around him healing it like that is Hiromu, That's in my so yeah no, estimation.
1: That's, that's somebody who was like, develop your own thing and he got
0: fucking weird. Well, because all of this you could not pitch this character like it no, it wouldn't make <laughs> any sense. Absolutely not. It wouldn't make any sense, and I don't know if anybody else could really pull it off. I, it's, it's just it's so natural. It, yeah, I I think it's. Um, We were talking earlier about there are different types of quote unquote like crazy guy you can be in wrestling. There's like Dean Ambrose crazy. There's who uh, I don't know anything about yet except for that he's
1: pouting and constantly in jeans.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Do I I have much in? Okay, okay, cool. Um, Sounds fun. There's like like Nick Gage crazy. There's PCO (sighs) crazy. Oh, RIP that tennis ball. (laughs) But I love him so much. He's so good. I hope he doesn't die. I've yeah. Shout out to him. Um, but Hiromu is sort of a a a really cool spin on it, where he's like clearly deranged, based on his ring, <laughs> based performance. on his everything. Yeah, like just like you said, he's he's frantic. He has sort of no regard for his own safety. Um, you pointed out uh, in I think it's the Hiromu Desperado match that we watched last. You really liked how a lot of the struggle was him trying to get to the ropes. That just happened. That happens
1: in the Dragon Lee match too. Yes. There's that amazing like foot hook um, that he has to get out of it. But it's a lot of. But you countered with a very smart analysis of him struggling to get to the uh, him struggling to get to the ropes, which is that he has so much offense
0: because he's so like uh, he has no. Like we said, no regard for his own safety. So he goes into all of his moves so enthusiastically that then he will get tied up in a submission hold because he's put himself in that position without thinking because he just wants to go fucking ham on whoever he's fighting. He's crazy. (laughs) He's a crazy guy. But he's like a fun, happy-go-lucky, silly, irreverent, and really horny crazy guy. (laughs) Is he really horny? I just feel like he's... All the tongue stuff, he like... He, like, licked uh, Dragon Lee's mask like Ew. when they were fighting. He, like, licked the belt. He's real horny. Yeah. You saw
1: that ChapStick commercial. That initially was like, did he shoot this himself? <laughs> did he just come up with this on his own?
0: <laughs> come on. So the, the nice thing about this episode, too, is that Hiromu is a relatively new wrestler, so we've actually been able to cover sort of the last two years of his career. because Yeah, that's like... I was
1: shocked by how recently this started. Yeah.
0: So... Speaking of, the last match we watched was Hiromu versus Desperado from uh, Best of the Super Juniors, uh, like, May 22nd, I think. One of those shows from, It was uh, May 22nd
1: was the date on the screen.
0: Yeah, so I really, again, really enjoyed this match. Um, it has some of that mask stuff that we were talking about where is trying to rip Desperado's mask well, off. I
1: also kind of like how tactically bad Desperado's mask is. Because is it's <laughs> kind of like whenever like some sort of pop science thing or like the mythbusters guys go like should a superhero wear a cape? No, it's bad. Um but like it's kind of like that with the mask. Like he has all that fringe on the back yeah. like it reminds me of like you know those unnecessarily paranoid emails we all got from like one of our aunts being like never wear overalls those are the easiest to get assaulted in it reminded me of that though in just terms of like why would you have fringe back there he can grab you yeah well
0: thats it's funny you say that because i feel like i've seen multiple desperado matches where people have tied his little strings to the ropes
1: (laughs) that's sort of like how (laughs) bailey probably gets yanked around by her ponytail all the time like it makes more sense to me now like just because Reasonably, I'm always just like yelling at any wrestler with long hair, like put that shit up, like you, yeah. it's in your way. You're you're getting sweaty, you're getting dirty, that sucks. But if it's in a ponytail, someone can grab the ponytail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but I really do like him messing with the mask and stuff. Yeah, and he had that awesome drop kick. That again, I feel like that running drop kick. Um, he brings Desperado up into the bleachers. Yeah, and he runs at him from a comically far distance to do this running drop kick. and I feel like that h- spot sums up Hiroma so well because like it is both really funny, really theatrical and really brutal. yeah,
1: but to to another thing, it shows probably why he's so over with audiences because that's sort of, you know, symbolically proletariat that he was willing to go <laughs> up into the balcony and yeah. like get up in there yeah.
0: Uh, and, and also doing a running drop kick on concrete like that it hurts you uh, it hurts you more than it hurts your opponent uh, so again willing to sacrifice your body to get for something this, over. this look yeah. yeah
1: although it was very funny that i recognized those bleachers from the golden lovers episode because oh, yeah kenny kenny and uh, kota is kissed it the same those. one it was a very similar looking That's set awesome. of bleachers I mean,
0: it, it probably is the same one i just yeah. noticed I was awesome. just kind of like yeah there it is <laughs> But yeah, like this is really exciting to me. This, um, he had this match with Desperado. It was awesome. We watched the beginning of the Dragon Lee match that was also from this round of Best of the Super Juniors, where Dragon Lee comes in wearing an over mask that is half. Hiromu's old mask that he won from him and then half his mask which, which is, is very cool a very good way to counter sort of like this this impression
1: I have now of like he's a little disrespectful is that mm-hmm. somebody finally met him on his own ground yeah and also the red mask maybe makes sense as to why he has the red it, hair the red hair he's yeah. just he's carrying that gimmick over and he's developing yeah. and creating and that's a very very cool evolution to figure out
0: we were talking a little bit about Hiromu's body too it, when we were watching these and and, um, you know, he's clearly really strong. Uh, but clearly, he's a little soft. But he's, yeah, he's he's a little bit... Um, the way I phrased it to you, I was like, you can tell he
1: drinks a little bit.
0: Yeah, you can <laughs> tell he has a good time. Yeah. Um, I... There have been times where he has been, like, sort of more cut and times where he's more soft. And I, I like him looking a little soft because I think it makes all the stuff he, do, he does seem even more impressive. Because you're like, how that little cuddly guy is going fucking crazy. Yeah,
1: but I think that's also shows a consistent point that we make on this show which is that like yeah all these guys are in fantastic shape but it shows that fantastic shape can take a lot of different forms yeah and you can still have power in those shapes even if it's not a dragonly. yeah
0: and well, that's always just
1: consistently super cool
0: yeah absolutely i mean you know it's we talked on the Tim Faust episode about how wrestling is a spectacle of the body, and it's not like there's full body diversity on display, but there is. there are a lot of different types, I think, more than people who don't watch it would realize.
1: Absolutely more than I realized before I knew about this.
0: I think also with Hiromu looking the way he does, it makes sense for the character. Like If he looked like Dragon Lee, I don't think the character would get over as well, no. because like... That guy that Hiromu is playing, or who the Hiromu is, is not a guy who goes to the gym for vanity, you know? No, no. He's, he's too busy making elaborate uh, crayon drawings of his enemies, <laughs> like. That works out your wrists. (laughs)
1: Uh, But yeah, I think that's also that that makes sense, too, because like we have friends who are like very traditionally handsome people. And they're so funny that when they're self-depreciating, you think they're still doing a bit because we don't process like a person who is like very good looking or very cut to have that sort of like goofiness or self doubt, so yeah. it's an interesting, more interesting way to process it. But I think you're correct in that if he had like a crazy, you know, dragonly or I, Randy Orton is in physically good shape.
0: Or like, right, if he had yeah. that sort
1: of body, it just it wouldn't work as well. Exactly.
0: Um, I, I'm really excited. I I feel like I wanted to do this episode for a while just because he's one of my favorites. But there's he's seems somebody to- that I would need a little more contextual lore
1: oh oh, no that's what I that's what I mean it's Hiromu is that like if we had started we all me off with Hiromu I don't think I would have gotten it as much yeah because there's a lot to sort of there's a lot of (laughs) multi-layering
0: yeah um I but I wanted to do it but it I this was a perfect time because it seems like he's on a little bit of a hot streak right now and I'm really happy because after he lost the belt to Kushida he um kind of it seemed like he sort of got demoted a little bit like he wasn't in the in the title picture as much anymore and there was a really funny bit he was doing for a while where In New Japan, it basically seems like, and we saw this in the uh, Kushida, at the end of the Kushida match when Bushi comes out, there's sort of a tradition of, if you can get to the ring and attack the guy with the belt, you get the next shot at the belt. Yeah. Like, that seems to sort of be how it works, so, like, Kushida wins a belt from Hiromu, and then Bushi comes out and spits mist at him, that's a sign that Bushi's gonna fight Kushida next. So I like that it's so visual. There's like colors accompanied with it. With yeah, Bushi.
1: <laughs> I want to do a Bushi episode.
0: Bushi, <laughs> Bushi is so. Um, it- invested in the aesthetics he he's someone who you would really like in that way um good. yeah it's very visual he has a lot he's the one who sells um so for his merch he has sheet masks that's right yeah. uh it's
1: so smart it's Just so incredibly good incredibly smart branding i can't wait for okada to, ve- to develop a wine line
0: i still want a rainmaker makeup palette so much i You're- made one uh <laughs> i saw it's such a smart idea like i don't
1: know why all of these guys especially like the super cult like the you glamorous Im- ones. Can you imagine, like, a luchador palette? That'd be amazing. What if, El- what if Chico
0: did a Ooh, palette? Ooh, Chico. There will be a lot of greens. Oh, my God. Greens and golds. It'd be so pretty. Uh-huh. <sighs> and like, olives and yellows. Oh, it'd be great. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I the reason I'm, I'm bringing this all up, uh, that he's on a hot streak right now, is because um, when he got, like, demoted, he would keep trying to go for the belt. Like, that's the thing, is if you get out to the ring first, you get to challenge the belt. And he would always get, like, it was always, he would, like, trip. Or, like, <laughs> someone would beat him up. Or, like, something would happen. Where he would he have to check his phone. Yeah, like, just, there, all this stupid stuff would happen where he wouldn't be able to get to the ring. So when he finally gets out to challenge the ring, he's wearing, like, knee pads, elbow pads, and, like, a football helmet. So, like, no one can, like, bug him. <laughs> it's so funny oh that's so funny he's
1: like almost a bubble boy yeah like so I love it
0: he's just really good at these like running bits like that and uh, uh that's what that whole promo that uh, I would love to talk s- to him about like
1: his comedy influence history absolutely it would be just
0: such a fascinating conversation <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's what that whole promo where he's talking about how his life is a mess that every second of has been screen capped on Wrestling Twitter because it's so funny. A mess, a mess, a mess, a mess. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'll that's be okay. Why I have to think positive. I have to think positive. I just think positive. Everything's fine. <laughs> God, he's good. It pairs so well with, I am not a broken man. (laughs) That's, like, really, I feel like the point that he is at at the beginning of Best of the Super Juniors, where he's, like, at I am not a broken man stage, but just Hiromu style, so it's just him screaming. (laughs) Exhausted, exhausted. It hurts, (laughs) exhausted. I haven't been
1: able to utilize that much as a reaction photo, but it's, like, so ripe. Like, it deserves to be up there with like with like Michael Jackson eating popcorn it's (laughs) so good and we haven't even gotten into the fact that like you are consistently like man one thing I love in wrestling is screaming
0: and he screams so much he's a screamer he's a total screamer um I I feel like he just leaves everything out there and with that uh comes a lot of screaming (laughs) but
1: what's interesting about that uh as probably one of my final points is that there are people who leave everything out there and you can kind of fe- feel their emotional exhaustion. We bring him up a lot, but I do think Dustin is a prime example of this. Sure. He's not doing it in a way where I don't he doesn't code to me as emotionally exhausted.
0: No, just cuz he's uh a crazy. hyperactive little crazy guy. Yeah. yeah. So and and uh, again, um Rachel and I are both people who struggle with mental illness. We are using crazy in sort of the Cartoonish shorthand sense, and not to make any sort of comment about no, mental no. illness no. or anything like that. Just wanted to clear that up. I'm sure people are understanding
1: how I've, we're using that word. I think people are generally pretty understanding of when you say "crazy" in a pejorative sense. Right. If we are preventing your enjoyment,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. then let us know. Yeah, but I just wanted to clarify that. But yeah. um, I I know what you mean. It's not like. He's not a broken man because he is too crazy to be broken. He's just, (laughs) and I think that's what makes him work as a face, is he, in a lot of his promos for Best of the Super Juniors and stuff, he's just talking about how much fun he's having. He's like, he's exhausted and bloodied and, like, gross, and he's just like, I'm dead, but I don't care because I'm having so much fun. And he, especially with Dragon Lee, he talks about, how he has this really special relationship with him where he's like, I'm so glad I'm alive at the time when I get to wrestle Dragon Lady." It's really beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, and I, I think he really, he talks a lot about how he wants to, like, elevate the junior division with all of these guys. Like, he's he's so sort of nuts that he's like, this is fun for me. I'm having the best time. He <laughs> Wrestling talks a lot is of, a big sandbox for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. That is a perfect way to put it. Oh. um, Yeah, he's just, like... He is having too much fun to care that he is uh, falling on his neck over and over again. And he talks a lot about the power of pro wrestling. And I think that is what our show is all about. Yep. The power of pro wrestling. He very much
1: possesses our ideals and a lot of our influences, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait till a
1: couple months from now because he's a content machine to probably have more to speak about Hiromu. But this is, we're going to put a marker in our Hiromu documentation <laughs> yeah. I'm chapter. I'm sure
0: just, he's been here for two years and he's already had like three or four different really funny, cool gimmicks. So I'm excited to see what he does What next. he cooks
1: up, Yeah. As always, uh, if you like this show and you want to support it, you want to get more of us. If you're not following us on Twitter, you can follow us at twittercom WrestleSplania. If you want to drop us a line, um, say what's up, say what, tell us what you like, tell us what you like us to cover. Have any commentary, Splania at gmail.com. And uh, finally, if you want to do us a favor and rate us five stars on iTunes, that really helps us out a lot. And we'll talk to you soon.
0: Yeah. Um, thanks to producer Nate, producer Hunk Tears, Illy Boshan, who made our avatar, and all of you lovely listeners. Yeah, you so much. Yeah, we love much. you guys very much. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. And I think it's funny that I, I was. I, all I wanted to do was confirm that, and we had a two-minute tangent about it. Classic. Uh, not that, that wasn't all very interesting and important, because it is. I, I mean, it is important.
1: And like when I finally found uh, a ther- like we found a therapist here, she had me fill out like a questionnaire about like do these symptoms, like do you feel this happening in your life, on a scale of like somewhat to vary or mm. whatever it is. I again like got tears in my eyes because I was like, oh my god, this isn't. I'm the problem isn't just my personality. Yeah, exactly. It's
0: so like, even if you, like, it's not, flaw. it's not character flaws. Yeah. It's a behavioral problem. I have those problem. anyway. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh- <laughs> we all do.
1: But, but well, I, I mean, even if you don't can't afford the meds, which like I can't, uh, it just, it feels better to know that there's something there that I can figure out a way to manage.